podcast um today we're talking about jdms and why i think uh jdms are the best type of cars on the market and why they are so cool and rare to find um so jdms are old japanese cars jdm stands for japanese domestic market and domestic market what is this what is that um, so it's a market where a bunch of international trade mm-hmm. uh, between Japanese cars was like during the 1990s when you can like start uh, what's it called importing cars to the U.S. That's why we have a bunch of like Nissan Silvias and like all those left-hand drive, I meant right-hand drive uh, right. cars. Anyways, um, to me, cars are addiction. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Like, I love cars, everything about them. The thing that I can make a 200 horsepower S14 go faster than a Hel- the Dodge Hellcat that has seven, 700 horsepower. Right. Could you explain the uh, S14? Ones? S14? Is it like a. Yeah, so the, S- so, like, the S14 is a uh, Sylvia. Um, it comes from the Sylvia uh, models um, from Nissan. It has an RB26 motor in it, and it is very fast rb26 is a twin camshaft camshaft twin so it's a twin cam right. uh, tur- uh twin turbo um at a 2.4 liter engine so it's the pretty tur- fast turbos come with the car yeah turbo comes to- stock with the car right. but you can also upgrade and put a turbo in if you don't know what a turbo is turbo is just like uh, a t- an air turbine that you put in your engine that spins a fan super fast because it spins air into your engine so mm-hmm. you get an extra boost and pressure. So, so yeah. it just adds pressure to your engine. Yeah, it add, pre- add pressure to your engine and it makes your pistons go up and down faster so it makes your car go faster. Right, and that, that adds the horsepower onto it. Yeah, Sweet. and there's more different modifications than just like putting a turbo because if you just put a turbo, that only adds like 43 horsepower, not like a right. not like a ton. I mean, that's a pretty significant boost for like, yeah, let's say... Uh, well, uh, Hyundai Sonata. Yeah, it's pretty significant boost. That'll probably get you like 20 more miles an hour for your top speed. It'll probably accelerate a lot faster. Is there a. What about the uh, speed limiters? That comes with cars nowadays, right? Yeah. So the newer, the newer cars, there's a lot of safety restrictions and speed limiters, but the older ones, they don't have any of that. The only onboard safety regulations, like half of them don't even have it, like mm-hmm. ABS, uh, auto braking system, or the traction control system, TCS. Uh, those are probably the only, only safety features that are in those cars. So that's why, that's why they're uh, kind of illegal in the U.S., <laughs> because... So, is it illegal to add, let's say, remove a speed limiter on a car? Or? Um, no, because even if there is a speed limiter on a car, it, it's only, it's only uh, docking. It's only uh, it's concealing like maybe twenty or thirty horsepower. So right. it gives you a little boost, but not too much. But uh, if you were to fully rebuild your engine and put new air coolers, uh, new camshafts, new piston rods, like new everything in your engine, and then made 
a really nice turbo uh, kit, then 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 you might have to try not to get pulled over with that car because that's illegal. But yeah, but some some people do it and they get away with it. So yeah. yeah. So when you get like let's if you get like an emissions test, when they check your engine and notice all that. Oh well, that's the thing. That's the thing. You you don't modify it before you get your emissions test. You have to get the emissions test like every four years in Utah, right? I don't think so. No, it's every time you get a new car. You have to. Yeah, every time you get a new car, you have to get a. You have to get an annual emissions test. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But yeah. So. Um, there's a lot of, like, my favorite JDM car, to be mm-hmm. honest, is an, uh, Toyota AE86. Um, it's a little old, um, Japanese hatchback. Mm-hmm. And it's rear-wheel drive, and it is... Is it a two, two-door? Two, yeah, two-door, two-door, three-door hatchback, actually. Three-door? Where's yeah, the third door? back. At the back. trunk. Trunk counts as oh, a door. Okay. So, three-door. So, yeah, and they're pretty slow cars. The engines in them is a 4AUG engine, and those are pretty bad. They're pretty slow, but that car can be upgraded to a very, very, it could be a very, very fast car. It can have a lot of potential, like a shit ton of potential. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so... Do you know what a R34 is? R34? Yeah, of course I do. All right. Uh, that, the Nissan R34 came out in 1999, I'm pretty sure. And their stock was twin turbos, and I think it has an RB28 motor in it. Really? So, yeah, they're all-wheel drive, not rear-wheel drive. And um, they're, I think they're worth, even though they're an old car, like 20, 30 years old, they're worth, like, 200 grand 200 grand? Yeah, it's almost more than a Lamborghini So people you see rolling up with those Rich people They stopped making them, right? Yeah, they stopped making them in 2002 And they started making the R35s in 2015 If if I uh, read this correctly I did read somewhere that The R34 is, isn't illegal in America Because they don't have the proper safety regulations yeah the r34 is illegal because um it's just it's it's like one of those cars that it has just a little too much horsepower for a class d driver so your license uh when you go to get your license you have a class d class c class b class a license and everyone that goes in there has a class d motorized license that's like 200 horsepower to like maybe 220 horsepower tops max that you can drive mm-hmm. so you need to get a higher um like you need to go get a higher uh what'd you have to do for that you have to be i'm you, guessing you, you have to be 18 you, or older yeah you have to be 18 or older and you have to uh you have to go and retake some tests because mm-hmm. it's once you once you go like above 300 horsepower once you step on the gas like if you don't have pretty good traction control your tires, your will, tires just will just spin out so yeah. and especially with the turbo because that thing will just give it so much boost so 
I thought the uh, the turbos have to wind up first. So when you have to yeah, get up to speed, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but it does it doesn't take too long. A single turbo mm-hmm. would. So it, it, in, like, third yeah, gear. yeah, but no, a single turbo would wind. You want to be in first gear. First gear. Yeah, first gear. So can't really do a burnout in all-wheel drive cars for say. Let's do a burnout in an S13 Sylvia or an S14, one of those. So you would. Like, so enable for those cars to do a burnout, you have to pop the clutch. Mm-hmm. And that's where you put the clutch all the way on the ground and then you redline the car. So put, right. yeah, you redline it and then you let go of the clutch really fast. And so it kicks in the gear and instantly starts spinning your back tires. That's, that's how people start drifting. Continuing where we left off, what is redlining for the people that don't um, know? Redlining, so um, on gas-powered cars, there is an R- a rotations per minute, and that's RPM. how many yeah, RPMs. Yeah. And that's, it. that's the pistons going up and down, how many times the camshaft is rotating. Right. So after, uh, so most cars are most like the, like most cars that are like, that you see like around town like sports cars like right, right. v8s and stuff like mustangs and like american mm-hmm. muscle cars they they usually rev around nine thousand eight thousand rpms uh see jdms they uh they have a little different meaning and understanding about rotation per minute uh for for example the ae86 they only have a top rpm of seven thousand Seven thousand. That's a lot less. Yeah. So, um, so there. Yeah, it's a lot less, but it also doesn't mean. It also it also isn't a bad thing. So. Why is that? Um, the less it's kind of weird, but the less RPMs they have, the more power you have. Because mm-hmm. it's take the less time for it to start getting very fast, is. Uh, is is it gets it, it it's it's just more faster it's kind of hard to explain uh you would have to actually i'd actually have to like show you because it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain i'm not ryosuke takahashi i don't know everything about cars anyways but yeah so anyways you've been asking me questions time to ask you some questions because i know you know a little bit about cars just a little bit so yeah so what do you know about drifting um in like front wheel, rear wheel, drive. Just any, just like in what? General. Well, like yeah. What do you know in general? Um, I know that it ruins your tires. Like it destroys your tires. Yeah. But I I know that in certain cars, uh, you have to like know how to do it or be like trained how to do it or else it's very easy to crash. And some yeah. are some cars can be top heavy, which if you were say you're drifting very hard in it it would just roll over yeah so what you just said about rolling over that's cars with higher suspension right and that's um that's what you shouldn't do so you should never try to drift a truck unless you're on like dirt or snow <laughs> like don't try to do that during like on pavement or you'll probably flip or break your drivetrain it's not not i wouldn't recommend it but if you were driving let's say in a daily driver a 350z nissan 
Um, those are pretty cheap cars and they're rear wheel drive. Um, they, um, drifting, drifting in those doesn't really harm your tires as much as you think it does. Yes, it, it yes, there's tire wear, but there is, but there's not much tire wear if you learn how to drift right. There, yes. there's, there's a lot of different types of drifting. There's e-brake drifting, which everyone basically knows. Yeah. Where you pull the e-brake and there's power sliding. So there's two types. Power sliding is where you use your foot, both uh, your foot, and you use your right foot for both the gas and the brake. And the brake. So you press both those down at the same time. Hurry. Let's say we're going on a left-hand uh, hairpin turn. So hairpin is just a 180 curve. Right. which is like in drifting terms is a, a corner that they attack and so you go and you drive and you hurry hurry press the brake and then get your uh pull your steering to the right and then to the left and then press on the gas and then you'll slide out your back will slide out and then you'll keep instant yeah and you'll just keep going and you can hit corners a lot faster so you want to you want to press the brake and the gas at the same time yeah just so you can get your back tire to start spinning so you can actually slide your car out from the back so you don't crash drifting's drifting was invented to make mountain passes drifting was invented in uh actually in japan during the 1990s yeah uh uh in like on no like street racing night racing in yeah. japan yeah like that's how all this like came to be like all this drifting like formula drift would never have come to be if it wasn't for a bunch of teenagers with a bunch of jdms going up there and driving and that's racing crazy. and figure and figuring out how to go 80 miles an hour around a corner where you should only be able to go 40 miles an hour right. so so they just wanted the adrenaline yes yeah so drifting is like it's more of like a speed it's more of a speed adrenaline type thing it's like it's like how fast can i get over this than i would driving regular right so, so that's with rear wheel drive mm -hmm. how would you drift with a front wheel drive car so for example let's use a honda civic honda civic eg6 is a was uh, first made in 1990, and they are came with a Honda VTEC engine, DOHC, and they are front-wheel drive. Uh, Honda VTEC is basically uh, Honda's version of a turbo, a stock turbo. So they're just everyone. They they can be slow, but if you actually put time and money into it, like stock, they're pretty slow. But if you upgraded it, it would. Would you upgrade it with? Upgraded, I would put a 12-inch. Uh, stainless steel turbo in there with uh, racing intercooler and get new oil injectors and fuel injectors and then I would put a two-step conversion on it what's that a two-step conversion so you know how cars spit flames yeah uh, so it's just a little bit of tuning in your engine where you uh, would uh, so you make your valves uh, open a little bit more than they would and so it, it releases a little bit more uh uh pressure when you are driving so would that it, not make your car less gas efficient though? no that no that, that that makes your that it doesn't make it any less gas efficient right. it, it just makes if anything it makes the car faster and a little bit more uh easier to use right. yeah it, it 
Yeah, it releases it releases pressure in the engine engine a lot faster than you would just buy. So instead of so when you I'm trying to explain this to you guys without you guys seeing it. Yeah. So RPMs. So the RPM meter when you press on the gas goes up like just like with the like the speedometer would. Mm-hmm. So when you have a two step, instantly when you get to like let's say 800 RPMs and you go do 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 and yeah. it like red lines for a second like and then you let it. go and you let go and then it goes and then and then it like explodes out the back and then it goes from like 800 RPMs instantly down to like 500 RPMs so it it quickly shoots back so you can get more power for your so next you get like a boost of speed yeah so what what cars that like actually have that stock like actually put in are the Lancers, the Mitsubishi Lancers, they have two-step just uh, stock put into their cars, and that's pretty cool. Back to the question about front-wheel drive drift. Yeah. What would you... Sorry, I got a little bit off-topic there. It's all right. Uh, so, front-wheel drive drift with the Civic, you would want to put in a, hyd- a hydraulic uh, e-brake. Mm-hmm. That will just lock your back wheels, so when you're going around a corner or a hairpin turn, that your back wheels will just lock and they'll just slide as if they were, um, if it's, as if it was rear wheel drive and instead of uh, using your real rear tires to come out of the drift, you'll use your front, you'll oversteer and use your front tires to keep you from, um, from like crashing. You're, you're, you're drifting, you're, you're putting yourself into a drift to where you're just far you're just you're just getting it that you're just going fast enough to where you don't spin out right because you have to keep your back you have to keep your back in front of you because you don't have power coming from your back wheels you have power coming from your front wheels so you have it's it's very hard to drift uh a front wheel drive car going uphill but going downhill is a little bit easier so that's why front wheel drive cars are mostly uh meant for downhill racing Mm -hmm. and so for a street race toe toe racing there's usually uh it consists of a two a two-person battle of an uphill and downhill race uphill races are usually with more powerful cars because they have to drift while going uphill and they're usually rear-wheel drive and then downhill cars are usually less power but way lighter like for say let's say the a6 um if you guys don't know initial d initial d is uh anime and i i, I really personally hate anime but initial d is the only anime i'd watch and, and that's I, a uh, cartoon from japan right? yeah it's, it's cartoon from japan adult it's, cartoon no not adult it, yeah, no no it's, oh, yeah only thing only thing that's bad is smoking and swearing and that's about it but it's all about it's all about Japan and cars and all the JDMs and stuff. And it literally that's basically how I got learned all of how I know about cars. Um, so yeah. Anyways, let's talk about formula drift. So, so formula drift is like a NASCAR for drifting. So. Just recently, there's been arenas where you see a uh, tandem drifting. You know where that is? 
When two cars are drifting simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, that's called tandem drifting. Yeah, so that's called tandem drifting. And so when you... Uh, so these uh, these events are very are like those people that are drifting in those cars have are the best of the best. Like they they literally have built their cars just to push them to just to push them to the max limits and just to push them to like like just to drift and like those cars are like made like they for example you know Hoonigan. Yeah. yeah, the Hunacron, the Ford F, uh, the Ford Mustang, the all-wheel drive Ford Mustang. That's that's an all-wheel drive uh, drift car, and that that one kicks ass. So basically, they're trying to make their car as fast as possible you, and as light as possible. Yes, the fast the the faster it is, that means the more. P- okay, it's not trying to make it more faster. If you're trying to make it more faster, you're trying to make make yo you would have a totally different tuning setup for your gears and tuning setup is where you can you can uh shift your gear your gear timing your your shifting times you can uh change them to be shorter mm-hmm. so instead like first gear so you know how gears work right right you know how like first gear is like super powerful yep second gear is a little more a little less powerful but still powerful third gear and then sixth gear is like the final speed and the last stretch so um, first gear, um, first gear, uh, most of the power, it would be like, tell redline, it would be like 1.2 seconds. That's what I would put for my drift setting for my first, for my, uh, yeah, my, for my first, uh, for my first gear, but yeah. So what would be the car? If you could have any car, what would you get? I would get an S14. They, the, uh, they don't break and they're one of the most popular cars to um, upgrade. Um, there's a ton in the U.S. and that's why. Could, I Could you explain like what the car looks like and what it is? Um, the brand? Yeah, so Nissan Silvia S14 um, is, uh, originally was made as a high-performance car in Japan in the 1990s. And um, in 1999, um, Haruko, uh, Haruko something, I forgot his last name, but something Haruko uh, bought, uh, bought and started upgrading an S14 and brought it to a speedway in Japan, and he ultimately dominated, and everyone started, and Nissan started uh, getting a lot more sales in that, and so that's how that and and yeah but after after the 1990s like around like 2002 they stopped getting made but yeah they're so the nissan silvia s14 it's real drive two-door uh four seat four seats yeah so it's a coupe yeah so you can get in the back you can get in the back seats and uh there's a trunk um yeah you you can usually find them between like if you find a really good find would be like 20,000 kilometers or cuz they're uh they don't count them in miles or they're Japanese. Yeah, the Japanese like kilometers uh by what I mean like how many miles it's gone or how many right. kilometers it's gone. 
you can, like a really good fine would probably be 2000 but that's just a barely good fine anyways so yeah that's a little bit about jdms and a little bit about cars and that you didn't know uh we'll be back with another episode soon and thank you guys for listening hope you enjoyed the podcast we'll see you next time